The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the available lines ahead of the college basketball tournament on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsibility responsible gaming resources. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Jersey Boys Podcast here exclusively on the Blogging the Boys Podcast Network powered by SB Nation. You have Dave Sturcho here along with America's fan Keith Ernst and now this time Brett is on assignment. He's the one traveling. He's the world traveling comedian. So he is not with us tonight. Keith is back from his relaxing vacation. Uh, Keith, how was it, man? Without getting into too much detail, you, you doing all right? <laughs> oh, it was great, man. A lot of book reading, you know, those kind of things. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know visited the... a couple antique shops. Okay, you know, all right. What you That's... normally do when you're in Vegas, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's the fun. very subtle and very non-eventful trip to Las Vegas. I totally get it. I would be doing the same thing. <laughs> But of course, of course. <laughs> we are now, as you listen to this on a Monday afternoon, we are now just, let's see, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten days away from the 2021 NFL draft. Obviously, uh, me, Keith and Brett have seen a million mock drafts already. Uh, we've done our own over on Chop Sports. Like, uh, it's just been, you know, just constant different scenarios for the Dallas Cowboys and I tell you right now, it's getting it's getting to the point where it's borderline annoying to hear certain takes. And then it's you know, it it makes more sense on certain takes. And I went on around the nation last week and I I won that some bitch, by the way. Uh, I was I was very excited about that. But I went on that and I talked about uh, a lot of the the pluses and and the minuses of what you would do at 10. Now, Keith, you weren't with us last week uh, when the consensus was that me and Keith, I'm sorry, me and Brett, Mm -hmm. uh, I took Patrick Sertain. He would like, you know, he said for you, a Micah Mm -hmm. Parsons. Are you still on that? Are you still on that? I like Parsons. And I also like the uh, the other kid from um, uh, Toledo. What was his name? Um, Oh, Zavin. Yeah. Yeah. I like him, too. I like both of them. Do you think that I mean? By the, I know you want to go up and get your guy at ten, but do you think that's a stretch to take him at ten? Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where we might be able to, if somebody wants our pick, we could trade back to uh, late twenties and grab grab that, you know, Xavier. We can do that, and then just kind of stockpile some more picks. Yeah, like maybe trade, get another third round or something like that with someone to move up. But I do not want Pitts. Sorry, Cowboy Nation, I don't. (laughs) That was, my next, that was my it. next question. I mean, I don't obviously get it. We, we've talked about it for weeks. Uh, so nothing has convinced you that this guy could be the guy no. at 10. No, nothing. And I watch and I, I watch college football. And I'll tell you right now, you know, I, I lived in Florida as well as Jersey. And so I follow some of the Florida schools and mm-hmm. the Gators happen to be one of them. There's games he didn't show up, guys. 
So you got to you got to stop listening to all these talking heads. And if you do, there's comparisons out there to him and other tight ends. Yeah, he's had some really nice catches and he gets up and grabs the ball and all. But we don't need that right now, man. We just don't. We have and we have two average to above average tight ends, as I said. And there's only so many people that can have the ball on our offense. Right. And our offense was not the problem. It was our uh, defense. The so only let's reason, get the best defensive player we can get, man. Yeah, the only reason why the offense was the problem last year is because we didn't have Dak Prescott. So, I mean, that's, yeah. that's you know, and, like, we made do with what we had, and we still almost won the damn division exactly. <laughs> somehow, some way. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, so the defensive side of the ball, it, it should be, and I keep saying should because, you, you know, you just you could say, like, it has to be, it has to be, it, has to be. it should be the way the Dallas Cowboys go. But I do raise this question as, as brought up to our, from our producer, RJ Ochoa of blogging the boys. He wanted us to answer this. And I think, I think it's kind of, there's a consensus between the two of us of what our answer is going to be, but what is your biggest fear out of the Dallas Cowboys heading into that first round of the draft? I mean, is that, is that the obvious what we've been just talking about? Obvious. My biggest fear is them not drafting defense. Okay. That's my biggest fear with, if you're going to use a, 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 one of a high pick, Mm-hmm. I think it, you're going to, you got to use it to either to trade, like I said, to, 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 to get, you know, you can move back and get a defensive player, but I don't want to waste a pick on an offensive player. I just I think, don't. I think I, obviously I agree with you with taking pits, but I also think my biggest, biggest fear is them getting too in love with this guy where we would move up to get him. Okay. That's, so yeah, that's a massive fear of mine. Like here's Jerry Jones, coming on record saying, I love the kid, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and you're like, Oh, here we go. We got to read more headlines. We got to read that. Jerry Jones is infatuated with a player. So my biggest fear is the Dallas Cowboys sitting at 10 and then they see like an Atlanta Falcons at four. Right. And they're like, mm-hmm. okay, there's a possibility there. That's where he's going to go. So let's give our first this year, our first next year, our second next year, all this stock just to go up and get this guy would, would honestly cripple in my oh, mind, would cripple this team. Oh, it would break my TV. Now, From a, here's, <laughs> like, yeah. bro, no, here's the thing, though. Would you do it for um, Sertain? To trade up to get Sertain? Mm-hmm. I, well, that's what I want. So if they have a fear that Denver or Carolina or some team that's kind of hovering in front of them is willing to go and get this guy, I think Patrick Sertain is the most NFL-ready corner right now. And if mm-hmm. that's the guy that's on your board, at one, like that's the one you have circled in red, you know, that's the guy you want, then yeah, I'd probably move up a couple spots. But uh, again, from moving from 10 to like seven or 10 to six, probably won't cost you your first next year or anything like that. No, it'll probably it cost you, it it'll cost a swap, you know, it'll cost, you know, you go from 10 to six and that team goes from six to 10, and then it'll probably cost you your third and maybe a second next year or something like that. You know, yeah, it yeah. won't, it won't cripple the franchise to move up. I know there's a pointing system and I never really got into it. There is some kind of system where there's like points and stuff. Um, I, I, like I said, there's a draft show on this network that if you really want to go knee deep into that, the, the schematics of all that stuff, you can do that. Uh, it's called talking the draft. Go check those guys out. But like I said, my biggest fear is moving up to get the guy. They covet the, the, the guy yeah. they, they want more than anything else. And like I was saying last week on multiple platforms, there's only one ball to go around, man. So, like, even mm-hmm. last year when taking CeeDee Lamb, I'm sitting there like, wow, all right, that, that's great because, like, I was excited because, look, that was pick 17. Mm-hmm. So now you have 16 other teams possibly passing up on the best wide receiver in the draft, right? Yeah. 
So if this guy's the best tight end in the draft, which apparently he is, you know, I'm not worried about nine other teams passing up on him. So like, oh my God, we, we there's our chance. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a tight end. When we think about this, it is a tight end. And I don't want to yeah. discredit the position. I know Brett played the position uh, position. I dabbled in that position later on in my life. You know, I love the tight end position. I'm Jason Witten's mm-hmm. one of my favorite Cowboys of all time. You yeah. know what I mean? But uh-huh. I don't think you need to move heaven and earth just to get up and get a guy no. where they're calling him a generational player. And I'm, I'm kind of over that. Yeah, I'm generational player. Right. <laughs> but, no, but no, I was going to say that, uh, uh, you know, with C.D. Lamb, too, we were – I mean, I wasn't as excited as you were because I know that one episode we did on Jersey Boys, I just ripped the defense right before the season <laughs> even started. Cause, right. But regardless, we did a lot of work free agent-wise on defense. We did. We did. And a lot Remember? of it didn't – And a lot uh-huh, of it didn't Clayton pan Dix, out. Didn't right. pan out. Poe, um, McCoy. I meant, you know, every – I mean, we did so much that even – like getting CD Lamb was like, all right, we're okay on defense right now. What well, we don't, right. we're not doing that right now. We did it, but we did it with names we don't know, which could be a great thing. Like we've mentioned before, you know, these right. are players that want to prove themselves, not players that have already proved themselves. Right. But sometimes, you know, those type of players, they, they Albert Hainsworth, you know, <laughs> they, they come yeah. in and they just lay down on the ground and they let your quarterback get chased. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, yeah. you know, whatever, whatever it was when, uh, do you ever see that play? Which one are you talking when about? Albert Hainsworth is Russian. I think it was against the Eagles. And uh, you should Google it. It's hysterical. And he He's, falls down and he doesn't get up. He's not injured. He's kind of like just sitting there watching the play. Defensive tackle, Albert Hainsworth? Yeah. This yeah, is the yeah, same yeah. guy that stomped on uh, Andre yeah. Gerard's head, right? Yeah, 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 that guy. But this is when he was Garbage. on the Redskins. But like he's <laughs> yeah. one, he was like one of the first hundred million dollar contracts. I remember that. Oh boy. Yeah, but I mean, he was and then one he's of laying the around on the field. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> that's, that's so I mean, that's why sometimes you, you, what the, I like what they did with free agency this year. Actually, I know we've talked about that. So, um, anyways, that being said, I don't see us doing what we did with CD Lamb this time. I, we're, I, I have a feeling that. The Joneses, I know they said that they're infatuated with Pitts. Isn't that do what they think it's just like a smoke screen? Well, they do that all the time, man. They do. They do. I mean, Gil Brandt was talking about that. Um, Dallas Cowboy Godfather. Yeah, and he, he really was is like, the best. No, he's the best. And he was saying, like, that is a huge trick that they use. They try to make it like they're so interested in a player when they're really not because they want somebody else to take that player. I was just going to so say, their I mean, player is going to be available. Yeah. Just think about that. Like they're like, Oh, we're infatuated with the, you know, and or whatever the term was in love or whatever. Uh, but like that would incline like two spots ahead of them to be like, Oh no, we're going to take them. And then yeah. in their back of the Cowboys minds, they want certain the whole time. Yep. And they're just kind of waiting. That's Listen, what I think they're doing. It's a great strategy. I, I don't see why well, it would well, Here's work. the thing. Did anyone know we were going to take CD lamb? No. No, but that, well, that's my point. They probably knew the whole time. Like, okay, let's not make a big deal about CD Lamb. I don't know. I see. I don't think. I don't think they had a clue he was going to be there. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's what Stephen Jones went on record and said. Like, we had no expectations for a CD Lamb to fall there at seventeen. So when he does, you're like, okay, no brainer. Run to the podium, give your card, yeah, yeah, yeah. or what the virtual crap podium <laughs> that was last mm-hmm. year. But you know, like, just run, the- run to the back of your yacht. <laughs> Right. Jerry, yacht Jerry hopefully makes a return this year because we had a hell of a draft last year uh, yeah. from the yacht. But uh, yeah, so like I said, going back to the original statement uh, or the question raised by RJ Ochoa, like what's your biggest fear? Yours mm-hmm. is just simply drafting offense. With Now, all right, I, I don't say offense. I say pile pits. If it all works out, are you against drafting like a Slater, the tackle? Like if no, you know what? And that's, I, I should take that back. I'd rather, if you're going to go anywhere, I would go offensive line over tight end. Okay. 
So it's not offense in general. It's just the Kyle Pitts. I mean, I would be, I would still be upset, but I'd be more content. Okay. With the Slater. I think I'm in the same, I think I'm in the same realm where if things fall the way we don't like them to fall and all of a sudden two corners are gone, Parsons is gone, like, you know, uh, Kyle Pitts is gone, you know, and, and we're sitting there with a big mamma jamma like Slater yeah. And knowing that we have an aging Tyron Smith, like you're sitting like, oh, okay, this, this works. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your skill guys later on and your corners and your secondary and whatever later on. Uh, but that, that's definitely a position we can address. Exaggerations and half-truths aren't new in politics. But now with AI, people can create fake videos of candidates to sway your vote. I'm former U.S. Attorney Preet Bharara, and I've teamed up with technology expert and law professor Nita Farahani on my podcast, Stay Tuned with Preet, for a three-part miniseries, AI on Trial. Our second episode presents the hypothetical case of a hotly contested Senate race that is derailed when the leading candidate is accused of using AI to enhance his performance and hurt his opponent. How are we supposed to know when the technology becomes very difficult to validate something as truth or lies? Do existing laws, policies, and government agencies sufficiently safeguard the political process. Political speech is so tightly protected under First Amendment that it makes regulating in this space a real challenge. And what needs to happen to protect democracy in time for the real presidential election in November? When our elections are so close, where it comes down to nail-biting endings, a few voters here and there can really lead to differences in outcomes. The episode is out now. Search Stay Tuned with Preet wherever you get your podcasts. So and, and, and trading up meant let's not forget, you know, the one time we've done that, and I think in ever for a defensive back going off the top of my head is Morris Claiborne. And that we'll, was a disaster. We'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that in a second. Because okay. what we're gonna do today is we're gonna start, I think I'm trying to think of a year to start because some of these we can fly through. Um I mean, where do you want to start? I, I want to say we'll like, start we'll, with we'll start, we'll start with Irv, you know, let's just start 1988. 80, so 88. what we're going to do here on the Jersey boys podcast this week is go through the list of first round picks from 1988 when they drafted Michael Irvin all the way to present day. And we're just going to say thumbs up, thumbs down. You know, it's that quick, you know, nothing. We'll, we'll, we could give a brief explanation, have a laugh or two at some of these expenses, but Overall, just kind of see where the Dallas Cowboys have gone since basically Jerry Jones took over. If you think about it, you know, Jerry Jones took that there. There's your benchmark. Jerry Jones taking over the Dallas was, Cowboys. Yeah, but so then that would be um, we was start in 89. Aikman, Aikman, then. Yeah. OK, well, let's so, start with it. Let's start with Irvin anyways. OK, so Michael Irvin, 11th overall pick in 1988. That's a obviously bona fide thumbs up. Correct. You know what I just realized? What's that? 1988, 88. Michael Irvin, 88. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, right? Hey. Wow. <laughs> hey there. <laughs> why, why doesn't that? What, okay, all right. Yeah. Out of the you. That? That's, uh, I mean, come on. I mean, I, I mean, I just wanted to go back. We didn't, we, I mean, you know, arguably the greatest receiver in Dallas Cowboy history. So, yeah, he was yeah. fantastic. He was on a 3-13 and 13 team that year, I believe, if I remember. I, <laughs> but I don't know, but yeah. There is they a – They had um, to do something. They had to do something terrible to get Troy Aikman the next year. And I think <laughs> – um, I think uh, I remember one play by him, uh, and uh, I don't remember it actually. It came up on like Facebook. Okay. And there was a play, his first touchdown catch, which was awesome. If you oh ever can God. see it, I don't. I don't know if it was. Uh, I, I may have been Steve Pilar who threw it. Not Danny yeah. White. Might have been Steve Pilar. Not sure. But it's funny just seeing how excited he got. And he has, you know, nobody had no clue how great 
this receiver was and really according be. and according to Brett, you know, he didn't really jump off the charts until about ninety one. You know, like uh, as far as stat books and notoriety, it and was ninety ninety one. Yeah. Okay. So it took him a couple of years, get his feet wet, and then he just kind yeah. of took off. Well, he was injured a good majority of the eighty nine season, the one in oh, fifteen. Okay. okay. So that's why. Yeah. Um, obviously we did enough damage, uh, in 88 to get the number one overall pick the following right. year. I mm-hmm. think we're, uh, in agreement. Troy Aikman was obviously a big thumbs up, yep. uh, winning, uh, three Super Bowls with the Dallas Cowboys along with the 1990 first round pick. Now here's where, here's my question. And, and mm-hmm. this is because you guys are a little older and you remember, and you mm-hmm. were just a savant with this. Mm-hmm. Tell me why. And it, maybe, maybe it's a misprint on, on Wikipedia because I'm just mm-hmm. looking right at them. Troy Aikman in 1989 goes one in 15. Does he not? Yeah. In his rookie year. So how does the Dallas Cowboys not have the first overall pick the following year? Um, We did. I think we traded it. What does it say? It says that the 17th pick was Emmitt Smith. Yeah, but we didn't, there wasn't, we didn't have a number one pick too. Uh, That the 17th overall was our, was our, was Russell Maryland the next year. Russell Maryland was the next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how was that? Oh, you know what then? Because then there had to be a weird trade because mm-hmm. Russell Maryland was drafted number one overall. And I know that 1990, we didn't have that that bad of a season. We were seven right? and nine. So there's uh, no way we would have the number one overall pick then. Yeah. Yeah. So there, then so there was something, yeah, some yeah. kind of swap. Okay. There was some kind of swap. Yeah. So it, was that had anything to do with the Herschel Walker trade? No, no. Okay. If I, I, that benefited us. The Herschel nah, Walker that's what I'm trade. saying. Like, yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, 1991, we had three first round picks. That had to do with the – yeah, I'm sorry. That had to do with the Herschel Walker trade. Right. Yeah, so we had yeah. the number one overall, mm-hmm. Russell Maryland. That's a thumbs up. He was a stud defensive You know what? You know what I remember? The big – the um, at that time, a lot of people thought we were going to take Rocket. Ishmael? Yeah. He dude, He was like the Reggie Bush. You know how everyone was like, oh, you got to take yeah, Reggie yeah, Bush. Yeah. He was that person. And I, I would say Mario Williams would be the, the okay. Russell Williams. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Russell Maryland. Okay, so, yeah. so so, but then we wound up getting Rocket anyway later on in this career. Exactly right. I know, I know. <laughs> That's, That's funny how that works. And we got Herschel Walker back. <laughs> yeah, we did. So in that same draft, number twelve overall out of Tennessee, wide receiver Alvin Harper. Yeah, I he's meant, the number two to, to Irv for a couple of years. Uh, I think that was a, a, another meant, massive you know, hit. It was a massive hit, and I'm still bewildered how his career just stopped when he left us. Yeah, that's Tampa Bay. It's just almost not, it didn't exist. It was crazy. I mean, he signed a big contract, nothing. And he, remember, he went to Washington, nothing. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're right. And then he finally came back to us. I don't think he ever caught a pass again from Aikman. You would think he would have jumped right in, too. Right. You know the, what I mean? Nothing. Knowing the familiarity. It's just yeah, weird, man. It's, weird. it's just weird. Yeah. So, our third first round pick of that year, defensive tackle out of Mississippi, Kelvin Pritchett. Yep. I remember I give that. Pritchett. I give that a thumbs down, considering Absolutely. I don't even remember that. Pick. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, okay. he, he was he was okay in like a rotational thing, but nah, nah, it was okay. Yeah, now no, that was ni- that was not so ninety one after the ninety one season. Obviously, we get you know the doors blown off us by Detroit, right in the, in the mm-hmm. ninety one playoffs. Yeah, so ninety two our Super Bowl year. Going into that, we have two first round picks. The first one seventeenth overall from Texas A and M, Kevin Smith. I loved Kevin Smith. Beautiful. I was a big Kevin Smith fan. Another yeah. one who left us. You know what? <laughs> so- he is literally one of the most underrated Dallas Cowboys ever to play the game. Kept his mouth shut, uh, uh, almost like a shutdown corner, man. And, yeah, he was he never played for any other team but us. He played uh, – He played. I believe he played 10 seasons with us. I thought he went to Oakland. I don't know no. why. No, uh, you're thinking of Larry Brown. I am thinking of Larry Brown. You're yeah. Right. Okay. So, Kevin Smith – Kevin Smith, man, I'm telling you. You know what I remember? When he got drafted, he said something where – because Terrell Buckley 
I think got drafted ah, before him. I remember Buckley, yeah. Dompins. Or I, I don't remember. I mean, it was something with Buckley because they, they were saying he was better than Kevin Smith. I remember Kevin Smith coming out and saying something like, you know, unlike Terrell Buckley, you know, I can count how many times I've got beat on one hand. Oh, so he's okay. like, that's the, and I was like, damn, this guy's a trash talker. But you know what? He really wasn't his whole career. Right. You know, he played corner, interceptions, touchdowns, quietly had a fantastic career with the Cowboys. Fantastic. Same, same draft, 24th mm-hmm. overall, linebacker out of East Carolina, Robert, Robert Jones. Robert Jones, yeah. I do remember Robert Jones. Absolutely. I think, if I'm not mistaken, number 55. He was 55, middle yeah, linebacker. Yeah, he Jones. was a yep. beast, man. And, you know, he he contributed right away. And he's one, I think he left for the Rams. Okay. Which, it, as you're going through this, um, it's amazing how many linebackers we lost. Yeah, I remember you saying that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. and then and, and they just let him go because they did so well at drafting linebackers. They they thought they didn't have to pay him. It was like a rotational thing. They yeah, just, oh, but yeah, Robert Jones. But look at that. First off, like one, two, three, four, five drafts worth already that we've covered, and only one miss in Kelvin Pritchett. So they were doing okay in the draft. It's damn good. Yeah. All right. So 1993. Can you explain to me why there's no draft pick there? No. After I can't. we we I win the remember. Super Bowl, we win the Super Bowl in '92. There is no traded, no first round pick. Yeah, we would have been. been No, actually, uh, twenty eight at the time. There's only twenty eight teams back then. Oh yeah, you're right. Wow. Okay. Yeah, because the we We go through we go through a couple years without some first round picks. Ninety three, we don't have one. We move to ninety four. Again, we just won the Super Bowl again. So now in ninety (laughs) four, the twenty third. I'm going to call this a miss right away. The twenty third overall pick, Arizona State defensive end Shante Carver. Carver. Yeah. yeah. So I, let me yeah. tell you something though. He looked good. <laughs> he looked good. I was like, this guy's going to be a beast. And you know, he didn't work out too well. You know, I mean, uh, he wasn't, I mean, he wasn't awful. You know, right. I, I would say he, he had a, he did better than uh Pritchard, you know, but I wonder now that I think about it and I, maybe I don't know this. I, I don't know this off the top of my head. I could mm-hmm. be completely wrong, but I wonder if the 93, no first round pick had anything to do with getting Ken Norton. Or did he? No, he went to San Fran after, right? Like he went. Yeah, to San he went Fran to San after. Fran Sorry, after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sense, yeah, right? we got. I think we got Ken Norton the same draft uh, with Aikman. I think eighty nine. What a stud he was, man! Eighty eight or eighty nine? I don't remember. I'll but never anyways. forget. That was the first number I was able to select when I was a kid. I, I took fifty one and Ken Norton. Yeah. All right, ninety five and ninety six, zero first round picks. I don't know what they did. I'll look it up <laughs> eventually in post, but. No yeah. first round picks in 95, 96, 95. They obviously win the Super Bowl into the 96 season. Mm-hmm. 97. This is where it gets fun for the next three years. 1997 uh, with a 22nd overall. You uh, want to talk about a generational tight end. You <laughs> do not talk about anybody else than LSU's very own David LaFleur, who was, I believe, Troy Aikman's pick, right? Like he was. said, this is the guy. A, a degenerate, a degenerational player, degenerate. <laughs> He's <laughs> He was oh terrible. Oh, he so was. Bad. I mean, he had some. Uh, you know what? It's funny because a, a Cincinnati Bengal game popped up in my feed. We lost. It was the. Uh, I think it was the. Might have been the '97 or '98 season. Mm-hmm. But we we ended up losing to him, and the season was already lost. I remember the specific game, but Lafleur had a little game there. I was like, okay, okay. Guys, okay. <laughs> but no, he was he was awful. Especially like I said, the great Jay Novacek. You know. Yeah, we that could was never ever the get replacement. Yeah. Yeah, he was supposed to be the rep- – oh, Eric Bjornsson. Do you remember Eric Bjornsson? I do remember Eric Bjornsson. He, was, he wasn't bad. He was trying to be – he was like a generic uh, 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 low-level uh, uh, Jay Novacek, but yeah. he was great because I think he may have been a receiver that was kind of like converting to right 
you know, but I meant I like Bjornsson better than LaFleur, man. <laughs> LaFleur was sure. he's one of the worst first round picks I think we've ever had. Uh yeah. Well, nah, With expectations. We'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll get to some of those later on. <laughs> but uh 1998, obviously, this is the big touted one because this is the year that we could have had Randy Moss as mm-hmm. our receiver, but instead with the eighth overall pick, defensive end out of Carolina. Greg Ellis. I think for longevity purposes, this guy was a dog and he was awesome. I loved him. Okay. I did. Thank I you. did love yeah. him. Like, obviously you look back and you're like, Oh my God, how can you not take Randy Moss? But in reality, Greg Ellis was, was that dude. He was definitely a gamer. He was there for almost feels like forever. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I give that a big thumbs up. And you know, I, you know, I, I love Greg Ellis. Right. I think he was you've great. gone, you've and gone to bat for him a couple of times. I have. And here's the thing with Cowboy fans that keep bringing up, oh, we could have had Randy Moss. Listen, if we needed a receiver and we drafted a different receiver besides Randy Moss, that argument would be completely legit. Okay. But yeah. at the time, right. we didn't, man. We still – Urban wasn't injured. He was still healthy. I meant, you know, I meant we could have – I'm just saying, if it would have been like a maybe a, a second round or something like that, you know, but – and plus, everyone's forgetting how much trouble and how much media attention the Dallas Cowboys were getting at that time. Right. I mean, it was horrible, dude. We were always on the news. People were making up accusations. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember the. I think it was um, was it Larry Allen, the one where the stripper lied? Oh yeah, you know, Larry Allen got I mean, in the, trouble. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and you know had the herb, but everyone. I mean, all this stuff was happening. They were so polarizing that I think the move by the Joneses was, you know, Randy Moss got into some trouble, and we're not going to risk it. And plus, we really don't need a receiver because yeah. we have Michael Irvin. We have the playmaker, man. You know. Nah, you're talking about uh, Noah Brown, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Noah Brown, that was hysterical. I'm mad. Yeah. 1999, we go from a stud defensive end from Greg Ellis. We stay in North Carolina, and we grab one of the greatest names of all time at 20 overall. Ebenezer Ecubon comes to Ebenezer. Dallas. Come on down. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I mean that we we did a uh, remember we did our 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 non franchise top five. Yeah, we did last year. Yep, and he got honorable mention. He did Ebenezer get honorable Ecubon. mention. Yeah, that was that was a bad pick. That did not pan out. But I am seeing a string of defensive players here with Ellis and Ekubon. But then again, much like 95, 96, 2000 and 2001, no first round pick. And I'm trying to think if that had anything to do um, with that. Joey Galloway trade was Joey Galloway. Yeah, Yeah, son of a gun. Yeah. Yeah, And don't get me wrong. I had three different variations of a Joey Galloway jersey. I was pumped to get yeah. the speedster and it just never panned out. No. Um, so in 2002, because those picks didn't pan, because those years didn't pan out, we're now picking in the top 10 in 2002, number eight, overall safety out of Oklahoma, Roy Williams. Yeah. And again, mm-hmm. I have a million bad things to say about the guy because of the way he played cover football. Like he couldn't cover anybody, mm-hmm. but boy, I've never seen anybody hit like him. Like, yeah. That was, and that and was I think, and like I said, I think when they switch defenses, to a three, four, he just, that's what, that's what I believe hurt him. But what really upsets me is we could have had Ed Reed that draft, I think. Oof. Uh, and then there, you, well, there you go. That's the same argument you would say if they took a different receiver instead of Randy, Randy Moss. Moss. Yeah. So yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. that's definitely a good comparable thing. Yeah. yeah um, yeah. wow. Yeah. Good call. Uh, we st- obviously have another bad year. I mean, these are the five and 11 years with mm-hmm. uh, all of our favorite coaches. Uh, so 2003, they get the fifth overall pick. They draft a cornerback, kind of how I want him to go this year, in Terrence Newman out of Kansas State. Now, this one's kind of like he was there a long time. He was like a long, serviceable cornerback. Never locked down, never the greatest, mm-hmm. never the worst. So mm-hmm. this one's kind of, for me, it's kind of on the fence. 
All right, let me ask you a question. Sure. Who do you think was a better pick, uh, Terrence Newman or Morris Claiborne? If you had to choose, Terrence Newman. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I think that I think now I'm just doing the corners we got in the first round. I think Kevin Smith is he the was. best one. Yeah, well, that was uh, uh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but yeah, I like Terrence Newman. Let's not forget, man. He had a little bit of a career after us, man. He stayed in the league, went to the Bengals, I think the Vikings, Minnesota. Yeah, he wound out. He rounded out with Mike Zimmer. So yeah, so I mean Zimmer. Out. By the way, Zimmer. I believe that's the last time we had the number one defense in the NFL is when Mike Zimmer was there with Roy Williams I miss and Terrence I, Newman. I, I so do, I do miss Zimmer. I do miss. Yeah. Zimmer. Now, I'm just taking a shot in the dark here. 2004, we do not have a first-round pick. Was this the Roy Williams trade? Um, Possibly. I think we gave up a one for Roy we, Williams. Where did we get the um, – when did we get uh, – What was that 2003 we got Quincy Carter in the second round? I'm just forgetting. I don't know. Or 2002. I'm not sure. I'm just looking at first-rounders. But All um, right, anyways, we'll go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, so 2004, no first-round pick. Okay. 2005, one of probably since the, the Joneses took over the team – Probably one of the better picks if you're not talking about Aikman, Emmett, and Irvin. Number 11 overall linebacker to Troy State to Marcus Ware. He's a Hall of Famer. Like, Absolutely. It's yeah. a, it's there's, no. It's, there's no debate. He's a Hall of Famer. That draft, I was at. I was at the 2005 draft in New York. Mm -hmm. I got to see these two picks. So DeMarcus Ware goes 11th overall. Then we have the 20th, and we bring on one of my favorite personalities on ESPN, Marcus Spears. You like Marcus Spears? I do like Mark. Well, Doesn't I like he dog us all the time? He dogs us, but it's almost like a uh, shame on you. You should be doing better. You know, like he's never like, oh, the Cowboys stink. He's, he's not like Dion. It seems like Dion doesn't like us. Dion, I don't know about Dion. <laughs> I know like, that's your boy. That's your boy. That I know, is my I know, boy. I, I mean, he's right behind me. Actually, he's he's looking over my shoulder right now. But um, yeah, no, I, Marcus Spears was another good pick. I can I can compare him to a Greg Ellis pick. I think it was very similar. He was there for a little while. Um, it's not a miss, not to me at least. Uh, what Marcus Spears? Yeah, I think it's a miss. Oh, you think it's a miss? Yeah, I do. Uh, okay. I don't think he ever lived up to uh, the potential of a first rounder. He was good. He wasn't like I said. He wasn't Kelvin Pritchard. I hate keep bashing this guy, but he no, no, was. No. You know, no, no, no. Hold my beer because now in 2006, <laughs> here it is. The one, the only number 18th overall. You want to talk about drafting linebackers that are supposed to be studs from Ohio State, Bobby Barbara Carpenter. Oh man. <laughs> and come on, who didn't think he was going to be great? He had the long, the long blonde hair. It was like the this locks. guy's going to be a yeah. You know, the um a, the AJ Hawk type, you know. Um I, I think I yeah, oh my God. He just he was yeah, yeah. he was bad. And I told you the worst thing, the, the only the best game he ever had for the Cowboys was against the Cowboys when he intercepted <laughs> Tony Romo in that Detroit Lion comeback for and ran it for a touchdown. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we righted the wrongs the following year. 26th overall, uh, they take Anthony Spencer out of Purdue. Spence was a guy. He, he was a dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he yeah. was definitely a good ball player. Now, in 2008, they have two first-round picks. This is where I, I, we've never seen it in the first round, at least. The 22nd overall pick out of Arkansas, they go running back, and they take Felix Jones. How do you feel about Felix Jones overall? Me? I felt he came on like, you know, wow. You know, he was strong, but he wasn't in every – you know, that's the thing. It's like a Troy Hamburg type thing where mm -hmm. only, cert only certain players – like an Emmett Smith is an every down back. I don't think Felix Jones was, man. But every time like, Felix Jones came on, you felt like he was shot out of a can. Yeah, yeah. And that was great. But once he took over completely and they got rid of Barber, you know, it wasn't, it was like, you know, it wasn't the same thing, man. Right. 
Right. You know, I mean, I think if we kept a, a solid two running back system with Felix Jones and somebody else, I know they got rid of Barber, and I, I love Barber. By the Me way, too. he's one of my favorite. But where did he play? Did he play? Where did he go? Chicago? Did he yeah, go he went to the Bears? Else? Yeah, the Bears, not right. just the Bears. Yeah, but I meant, um, yeah. So Felix Jones, but I believe we could have had, um, um, what's his name, Chris uh, Henry? No, sorry, no, Chris the dude from um, Johnson. Yeah, Chris Johnson. Oh, we could have had Chris Johnson. <laughs> We could have had him instead of Felix Jones. Oh, you big. All right. I know. I know. 25th overall pick in that same draft. So three spots later, we stick with a corner and bring on South Florida's Mike Jenkins. This was a mm. bust, a complete bust. Do you think so? Yeah. I mean, look, he played a couple years. It was a good mm-hmm. feel-good story. But, like, Mike, I just don't think. Hey, those long arms. Yeah. Look, first round in the 25th pick, maybe the expectations aren't that high. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So living up to him, he may have, but. I, don't know. I would say, you know what it is, man. I mean, that, but we've talked about this before. That position is so freaking hard to play, man. Yeah, I know. It yeah. is. And that's why, like, Morris Claiborne failed from where he's, he was taken. And you're saying Jenkins failed. Um, you're right, 25th pick. Maybe he should have been a little, you know, I, I could roll with that, but I, I thought he did okay. Right. You know, yeah, I agree. I mean, he's all right. But, like, again, overall, you almost forget about him. Well, like you know what? I, I remember. If I didn't mention his name, you would almost never. But I, you know what I remember now that you're saying that is like Skandrick, like passed him up on like that was the big thing. Jenkins Skand- and Skandrick yeah. in yes. training camp, and, and Skandrick was, was taking like man. I forgot what round he was taking him, but that was a we had you know, and he was on the team probably our best corner for a while. 2009, zero first round picks in 2009. I'm trying to think, that was relatively recent. That was only about a decade ago, a little decade plus of mm-hmm. why we wouldn't have a first round pick in 09. Trying to think. I, I remember us trading a lot, trading out and just getting more picks for later or whatever. Yeah, maybe. Because in you know 2010, one of my favorite, favorite picks uh, of my memory, uh, wide receiver Oklahoma State, Des Bryant, comes to the Dallas yeah. Cowboys in 2010. Yeah. That was a big one because I felt like they knew who they wanted. They got up and they got their guy. If I'm not mistaken, we traded back into that spot, I, I think. I remember well, I, we jumped the Patriots or something like that, where we just jumped in and grabbed this guy, and Irvin was going nuts because he knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah, so I think they the Cowboys did not have a first round pick. I don't know. I could be completely off. Uh, as a like I said, as a fan and a writer, you think yeah. I know all this stuff by heart. But Des, but yeah, I mean, you got it. I mean, there's you know, yeah. there's no if ands buts about it. And the next one, obviously, a Hall of Famer, offensive tackle, ninth overall, USC, Tyron Smith. So right Fantastic. now, you start you start the build of the wall to help Tony Romo not die. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. his Romo yeah, yeah. was getting rocked around. So it's in 2012 where we dropped the ball sixth overall from LSU cornerback Morris Claiborne. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was rough. Was, and, now, and you know what's funny? And it's all hindsight, but and nobody was talking to me or knew me then. So even if I told you, I said I didn't like it, I, you know, people are going to be like, yeah, right. You never said that. So I'm not going to go out and say that. But mm-hmm. um, I will say that if you go back and look, just Google – the draft that draft and Morris Claiborne and see how many people thought Morris Claiborne was the next Everson Walls. I mean, okay. it, it, it was it's insane. It's insane. And where and how he just wasn't even close. He had one good year, and when he finally had that good year, he left. Yeah. And he signed with the Jets. That was it. When, yeah, exactly. Now I think the next four years we hit, we hit home runs, I think. Uh 2013 out of Wisconsin center, Travis Frederick. Obviously, he's uh, retired now, and it kind of shocked us. But right away, you look at Tyron and Travis, uh, two out of three years. So now they're starting Mm -hmm. to build this offensive line. 2014, 
there was a lot of speculation that in the 16th overall pick, Johnny Manziel was going to come to Dallas and be the savior. Yeah. And they finally got it right. Zach Martin comes from Notre Dame again. Yeah. Now you got Martin, Frederick, and Smith all in one line, and all of a sudden you got holes for Okay, games. now here's me. Like I said, I'm I, I'm honest, people, okay? <laughs> and as I said, I, I'm going to tell you, I didn't like the Morris Claiborne pick when it happened, and I remember, but I was one of those people that wanted Johnny Manziel, man. What? I did. I did. And I, you know how much I love Romo. Right. I wanted, because I, I had a feeling, I had a feeling that Romo – you know, he kept getting injured and I'm like, let's just let, let him learn under Romo for a few years and he'll take over. And I was all excited because, you know, how hard it is to find a quarterback. We got lucky with that. Right. And that was my thing. And I believed in him, man. I did. I thought Manziel was going to be great. I did. So oh, and I would have I would have taken I would have taken Johnny Manziel people. I would have. Oh, boy. Oh boy. I now know. Manziel is playing uh, fan ruled football or something on ESPN. I know. The, I, know. The I, know. I don't know what he's doing. But uh, all right. So after that. 2015, another one. I think it was a great pick. Cornerback, Connecticut, UConn, Byron Jones. I, I think absolutely, yeah. I mean, look, the numbers, uh, the interception numbers were never there for any of the corners really on Dallas. It was just like we couldn't pick the ball off. But boy, did he have a lot of breakups. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was just, oh, yeah. He can jump. He was. Remember? Didn't remember they moved him to safety for a year. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like so, very versatile player. He had a he had a sound year last year with Miami. You just don't hear about it because Miami's. You know, season wasn't, you know, it was good. It was a lot better than Dallas's, but like, you know, yeah. you just don't hear about it. They're not as touted as the Dallas Cowboys, you know, with all their picks. I mean, they yeah. got a great secondary over there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 2016, it's up for debate, but we had the fourth overall pick after a real bad 2015 because Romo went down, Des went down. We had nobody. We had Brandon Whedon trying to win football games, if you remember mm -hmm. that correctly. So 2015 is a complete failure, gives us the fourth pick in the draft. We take Ezekiel Elliott and we could have had a Patrick Ramsey, you know, like, um, I'm sorry, Jalen Ramsey. I got two guys to mm -hmm. confuse Jalen Ramsey at corner. You could have did that. You could have, but when Zeke was drafted, I was going, I'll be the first one to admit. I was, I was a, a kid in the candy store. I was very, very excited to have a running back because again, if you think about it, look at the last, you know, I know we had a running back. I know we had decent running backs here and there, we had uh, right. the McFaddens of the world. We had, you know, the, those Julius Joneses of the world. We had guys in and out, but we didn't have a guy like an Ezekiel Elliott. I was not happy when we drafted Zeke. Okay, I was, and I'll tell you that right now, because I thought, I think once again, taking a running back that high, you don't need to. And he proved me wrong that year. That year. Yeah. That year. Yeah. I mean, he was, I mean, he's one of the reasons we almost went to the Super Bowl or at least the NFC championship, but yeah, I didn't like it. I wanted a defensive player then. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I just feel like, you know, running backs, man, you can, I mean, some of the best running backs, you know, were never picked right. in the first round right. or that early, I should say. But you hey, know? listen, rest assured, we answer your defensive prayers in the following draft with pick number 28 out of Michigan defensive end, Taco Charlton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that was. And look, he won a Super Bowl. <laughs> How so, funny is that? Dude, it's no, a, the best is when, remember so when they traded him? They traded him uh, to the Dolphins, and then we played him the next week, and he got a sack <laughs> against us. Right. Most guys need, like, two weeks to acclimation time to get in there, but he comes in there and just takes us out. He got a sack, does a stupid taco dance, and we're just like, hey, hey, listen, geez. when he was doing it, it was cool. You know, when he was doing it, it was like, oh, cool, he's doing a taco thing. I get it. I see what yeah. he's doing there. And he just doesn't play they, out. They completely, just... completely. That's one of the worst 
I mean, that's it. That was horrible, especially when we all know TJ TJ Watt was oh there. So God. yes, this that and goes it's down. just that was that was I think awful, I think honestly, honestly, as much as I harp on this uh, Randy Moss and Greg Ellis thing, I think not taking TJ Watt over Taco Charlton was probably their worst. There you blunder. go. Because now you could do defense. Worst, right. yeah, worst blunder of of recent memory, if not the last thirty years of my yeah. life. Like it's it it bad. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, staying on the defensive side of the ball, I was excited about it. Um, now looking back, it's it's different. Um, 2018, they took Leighton Vander Esch. Now, he's been banged up. He's when they drafted him, there was literally notes on this guy about a neck injury. About you know, okay, you got to be careful with him. Yet here we are. You know, we take him anyway, and here we are, not knowing much about Leighton Vander Esch because he hasn't stayed healthy. And the yeah. one year he did, you know, look. Was it exciting with him and Jalen howling and swiping and all this other shit? Yeah, it was exciting. But now you're you're wondering, is a linebacker an absolute need in this year's draft? Because you just don't know. Like, Sean Lee could be on his way out. We don't really know about that yet. But then Jalen Smith has regressed tremendously. And hopefully that's just a schematic thing. And mm-hmm. then you look at Leighton Van Der Esch and you're like, okay, can he stay on the field? We're almost with no linebackers. And that's why yeah. we bring in Keon O'Neal. You're like, oh, by the way, you're starting over at linebacker because we can't, we can't, we need you there. You know, yeah. that's crazy. And and I, you know how I feel about Van Der Esch. I thought he did have a pretty good rookie year, mm-hmm. but I, I'm telling you right now, since I've been watching the Dallas Cowboys, last year's linebacking crew could be the worst linebacking crew I've ever seen. It's very forget uh, the jersey I'm, sale. Forget the jersey sales, people. Forget it. The new, I know. Yeah. Oh, it's you know, it's LVE and uh, and you know, and Jalen. <laughs> no. Okay, they, the, you know, as you know, I, he, like I said, he looked like a confused Hulk out there. <laughs> I'm the incredible. I'm, I'm LV. <laughs> I mean, serious. Sometimes I'm at no, so right, many man. missed tackles, and everyone's like, "Well, hey, well, Jalen, you know, he led the team in tackles in the NFL." No, he did, be, but it's ten yards down the field. <laughs> yeah, he tripped up their shoelace at the you end. You got to fill holes, man. You got to get back. To, you got, you got to, you know, you got to be able to read the defense. Now we've talked about this. It could have been the defensive scheme. Right. And not hope, having a training hope, camp, we hope. We hope. And we're going to find out. But I'm telling yeah. you, man, it, that's what scares me about every. I mean, that's why everyone's saying, oh, I know you're saying certain and I'm okay with certain. I'm scared of our front seven still after what, the, what happened to us. The 31st Russian defense, man. Right. Right. I mean, you, it was, it was, you would it was just horrible. Hope that, you would just hope that Dan Quinn comes in here and just shakes shit up. I don't know, man. It's, it's definitely, it's worrisome. It's worrisome. Now, and, after, and, yeah. and no excuses this time. No, okay. I got it. Yep. If, no. if they suck, I don't want to hear it's Quinn it's, it's because personnel. we chased Mar- we chased Marinelli out. Right, right. You know, we you know, we chased um at this point Nolan out. At, it's like right at this point, dude. It we're done doing the whole blame the coaches thing. Yeah, it's over. Like it's now officially personnel, the people yeah. on the field. It's officially yeah. that going forward. So it remains mm-hmm. to be seen. 2019, we do not have a first round pick, even though I consider Amari Cooper our first round pick of that year because mm-hmm. that's what we traded to get him. We can uh, so that. that's a that's a good play. I mean, mm-hmm. Dak Prescott obviously had his better year once once Cooper came on board. So I think it was oh, worth great. the first round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, making a lot of shit ton of money, so he better pan out. Uh, and obviously last year the CD Lamb thing, you know, like it falls to us. Mm-hmm. Don't understand why he didn't you know, get drafted anywhere else, you know? Uh, but again, falls in our lap. Did we need it? No. Uh, did, do you not pass it up because of the fact that he's CD lamb and he's supposed to be touted as the number one receiver in the draft. And he's just chilling there at 17 after like three or four receivers got drafted. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, you, you do that. So yeah, that's listen, 
in the lineage of drafts for the Dallas Cowboys, we hit on, I want to say most, you yeah. know, the, most of the guys we take in that first round are good and they're in need and, and yeah. it addresses something. You know you what just, I realized though, Starch? What's that? Going through that list. Mm-hmm. We don't hit on defense a lot. That's, that's, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. You know, like these, I mean, look, DeMarcus Ware, obviously, you know, that's, that's the one that like jumps out at you. I mean, like they're, Kevin they're Smith. Yes. Serviceable play. Anthony Spencer. I say that was a hit. Like he, yeah. he played ball, but like, again, he didn't give us a title. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Roy Williams, again, different to think about like, yes, it's a hit yeah. at the time and he's laying the wood and killing people. But, you know, is it a hit in the draft? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. in, in the grand scheme of things, I think, look, between 2012 and 2020. So the last eight years. Taco Charlton and Morris Claiborne are in the in the conversation, so that stinks. That's, that does. So, that's what I mean. Yeah. So, uh, but again, you can't totally disregard the fact that they built the offensive line. You know what I mean? No, like, you in can't. That transition no, too. So they yeah. they've done their due diligence to to protect their yeah. assets, and and now you have an offensive line hopefully coming back healthier. The only one with a, like a big question mark is Tyron Smith, but according to what you see and what you know what you monitor on social media, it seems like he's okay. You know what I mean? So yeah. if all these guys could stay upright. This offense could be deadly, you know. Absolutely it could be, deadly. but our, we all know, man. You know, Tyron's not going to last the season, man. And that's why you got to you got to consider sucks, a guy like Slater yeah. at ten. You have to, yeah, of course. And that, that's what I mean. I mean, having someone, I mean, and he, I think you know, he's a warrior. He is. Tyron's a beast, you know, and, and he'll play through. He'll play through injuries. I mean, that's how bad it's getting for him, though. I think it's just that you know, and keeps that's lingering. The, it's, and, it's, you know? to me, it's the it's the big tree fall hard theory. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's a big boy. And once he gets rocked around, it's kind of how I felt about like Larry Allen. Anytime mm-hmm. that boy, anytime that big boy hit the ground, you felt like something broke. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, 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 he's yeah, just course. a massive human being. So yeah. once these guys hit the ground, it's, it's lights out. But look, the Dallas Cowboys have, have done, I want to say relatively good at, at drafting in the first round. There was a couple of years that we went over that didn't, didn't have a first round pick. There's a chance that this year they don't have a first-round pick. They can wheel and deal. We don't know what's in mm-hmm. the minds. I don't care how many talking heads, you know, spit off their their scenarios and their mock drafts and all this stuff, and that's great, and it's all fun because, you know, we, we do it. Everybody does it. We just figure out who they might get and who they mm-hmm. need, blah, blah, blah. But this year, man, uh, it's to me and to you and to and to Brett, like for us, the Jersey Boys pocket, it is defense or bust, man. Yeah, they, man. they cannot, they I cannot agree. go into this year with uh, the mentality that they had last year. I was just talking to my dad about this tonight over dinner, and he's like, just remember, we thought going into last year that their defense was good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we thought they were going to be good, and it, we can't do that anymore. We can't think that they're going to be good because you added a Casey and you added Neil and you added these interior defensive linemen. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right, we're all set. And we got Randy yeah. Gregory going to play a full year and blah, blah, blah. You can't, you just can't be optimistic about it. You can't. Yeah. And I wish I could, because you know me, you guys yeah, ragging no. me all the time, man. About oh, being yeah. a little search and being too optimistic. Yeah. Your, your, your text messages are your just always <laughs> sent with fireworks behind them. <laughs> the phone just explodes. <laughs> Just like Dak Prescott signed. You better believe we're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> so um, it yeah, is what it funny. is. But with that being said, we mm-hmm. had some fun with the draft. Next week, we uh, I can almost say I promise to have all three amigos on this thing as we enter draft week. It's yeah. a big week next week. Uh, we're, you know, hopefully back right at all three of us. So for Dave Starchio and America's fan, Keith Ernst, we will see you guys next week. <laughs>